everyone and welcome back to NTI's Japan Real Estate Property Investment Podcast. I'm your host Ziv Nakajimam again and we've got a special treat for you today. With us on the line is Mr. Ito Sadaisu, founder and president of Sadiwell Japan, which is a Japanese tax and accounting firm based in Tokyo. And he's here to talk to us about various tax and finance issues involved in purchasing properties here, from income tax to capital gains tax, the differences between purchasing as an individual versus an incorporated entity, the various types of companies one can actually use for this purpose, and the differences between all of those. Also, we'll talk a little bit about the potential for financing your property investment purchases, which is something a lot of you have been asking us about as well. So grab your pens and notepads or tablets and notebooks, whatever you normally use to take notes, because this is going to be a very educational episode. Now, please bear in mind that what we're going to discuss here is general advice only. Obviously, everyone should consult with their own accountants before deciding what is the best course of action for their own circumstances. Uh, Sadaisu-sama, thank you very much for taking the time to join us today. We know you're very busy, so we're going to dive right in. Uh, we've touched briefly upon taxes in a previous podcast episode, and we know that here in Japan, real estate property investment income tax is charged as part of the normal income tax payable for individuals, which is quite low in comparison with other developed countries. Also, we know that there are no special taxes that apply to non-residents who purchase investment properties here. Um, Actually, and I think you're going to talk about this in a moment, non-resident investors are exempt from some local taxes like inhabitant tax or municipal taxes, etc. So generally speaking, it looks as if it makes sense for people to always be buying their investment properties as individuals and not through a corporate entity. Now, is this always true or are there any other advantages in purchasing as a corporate entity as opposed to individuals? Could you maybe give us a short explanation about the differences in taxation and when it becomes more beneficial to switch from individual ownership to corporate ownership, if that's ever the case at all? Hi, uh, thank you for the question. Uh, let me, my name is Sadayasi, I'm a Japanese tax accountant. And uh, let me briefly explain you about the differences uh, between the corporate and the individual. And uh, what you just said is, is correct. I mean, in Japan, you know, the, the tax rate for the individual, like real estate investment, is not really high. You know, the biggest difference between the individual and the corporate is for the individual, the tax rate is, you know, we adopt the progressive taxation system. So the lowest tax rate is only 5%, but the highest tax rate is 45%. On the other hand, for the corporation, basically tax rate is flat, uh, is fixed at 34%. I mean, for if your corporate taxable income is less than, you know, uh, I think uh, 70,000 uh, US dollars around, uh, you know, tax uh, effective tax rate will be around, uh, you know, 23%. But basically, the corporate tax rate is fixed at 34%. So that means, you know, if your revenues and incomes from the real estate increases, eventually individual income tax rate will exceed the corporate tax rate. That's then, you know, so approximately, uh, you know, if you are making, uh, let's say, about uh, 
350,000 US dollars, if taxable income is exceeding that amount, I think you know, the corporate will have a more advantage compared to the individual in terms of the income tax. The other you know, advantage of uh, doing investment through the Japanese company is you know, the Japanese company, I mean corporate, can carry for the loss for up to nine years. On the other hand, the individual can carry for the loss only for the next three years. So that means, you know, usually when you start investment, uh, it kind of make, it's kind of difficult to make a profit from the first year because you have to make a lot of the investment and need to find a tenant. So, but in such cases, you make a loss at the first year, but you can carry for the loss to the next nine years if you incorporate and offset the loss with the future income to save your tax. Uh, basically, that's the biggest you know, advantage uh, for, for the corporation. I see. Um, any, any other advantages there? Anything to do with expenses that you can maybe claim? Uh, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Uh, for the expenses, you know, uh, well, compared to the individual, I think that the corporate can recognize more expenses uh, than the individual. For example, if you own the property just by yourself, uh, you can't pay salary to to yourself. Well, you know, there's a way to pay the salary to your wife. If your wife is actually working for the operation of the real estate investment, but that's limited only to your wife. But on the other hand, if you are, you know, corporate, uh, you can receive the salary uh, from your companies as the directors. And also, if your families or relatives are supporting uh, the companies, uh, you can your company can pay the salary for for yourself and uh, your families. So, and the salary from the companies to the individual uh, is regarded as expense of the companies. So, you know, I would say that company has the expenses for the companies are you know. Uh, that the more expenses the company can recognize compared to, to the individual. That's another advantage of uh, establishing a company. I see. So it, it's really a matter of how big your income or your projected income is going to be and how much tax you're going to be pay on it, paying on it as yes. an individual opposed yeah. to a company. And also whether you've got any unusual expenses that you may be able to claim as deductions. Is that right? Okay. Yeah, that, that, that's correct. Yes, basically that, that it, it's, and uh, well, the biggest, uh, you know, the point you have to consider is your, your profit, scale of the profit. Right. So, and obviously, I mean, everyone's circumstances are different, so it's best to consult with uh, Sadaisu-san himself or, or any professional certified accountant here in Japan. And also in our country of residence, uh, because there are some issues um, regarding uh, double taxation, uh, tax treaties, whatever your income level is in your country of residence in case you're not living here. So these all will help you determine the best course of action in your particular case. Now, Sarasan, aside from everything that you've just explained, are there any other advantages for property investors in setting up a, a local Japanese company or, or in the case of non-residents, maybe a, a Japanese branch or a subsidiary of a foreign corporation? What are the main differences between all of these structures? Mm, okay, I see. Well, you know, 
Well, doing an investment as a foreigners, uh, as an individual, uh, you get some advantage because uh, you do not have to pay the local uh, inhabitant tax. Because for the individual, if you do not have the residency in Japan, uh, you you know uh, you are exempted from the local inhabitant tax. And local inhabitant tax rate for the individual is quite high. It's it's a ten percent of your taxable income. So I just mentioned that you know income tax rate lowest rate is five percent. But if you are living in Japan, you have to make a uh, you have to pay the additional ten percent for the inhabitant tax. So that means the lowest tax rate for the individual is fifteen percent, and the highest is fifty five percent. I mean, I think fifty five percent is quite high. Very high, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And uh, also for the corporate, you know, if you establish the corporate, that is regarded as a Japanese resident. I mean, the, if you register the company in Japan, so that the Japanese company, so of course you have to pay the inhabitant tax uh, in Japan. There's the inhabitant tax for the corporate too. And if you register the branch, it's the same. It's, it's Japanese entity, so you know, subject to the local taxes too. And uh, well, I want to. A little bit explain you about the the difference between the branch and the, the companies. You know, uh, there's a well uh, three ways to uh, well start investment in Japan. Well, the first one is you know well purchase the property as an individual, and the other one is you establish a subsidiary companies in Japan or you establish a. Branch. Uh, that, that's Japan. a subsidiary or branch of a foreign company which establishes an office in Japan, yes? Yes, yes, oh. correct. Yes, subsidiary of the foreign companies. Or, well, you know, was like uh, you can, it doesn't have to be a subsidiary of the foreign company. It, well, you as an individual establish a company in Japan and you are shareholders uh, living in overseas and have a Japanese company in Japan, that's possible too. And, Taxation are same for for uh, for both cases. Okay. And the, the other one, the other case is you establish a branch of the foreign head foreign company in Japan. So the so basically there is a you know well you can establish a subsidiary or you can uh, establish a branch in Japan, and. Uh, you know, uh, this is something different from the the tax. But the biggest difference uh, between the subsidiary and the branch is about the uh, uh, legal liabilities uh, for the Japan uh, Japanese Japanese entities. Well, if it's a branch, the branch and the head office are regarded is treated as the same legal entities. So let's say you know if. Well, somebody sues the Japanese branch, and the Japanese branch owe the liabilities to the others. You know, foreign uh, head office has the obligation for these liabilities. The foreign, you know, head office owes unlimited liability for the Japanese branch because they are same entities. On the other hand, uh, if it's a subsidiary, subsidiary company and parent company or individual in overseas are regarded as the different entities. So the risk doesn't, you know, go to the foreign investors if you establish a subsidiary companies. If the subsidiary company go bankrupt, that's it. You know, no more damages for that. And uh, the other differences uh, between the subsidiary and the branch from the tax point of view, well, 
as I said, the branch and the head office are same legal entities. So if you are making the loss in the Japanese branch, and if you are making the profit in the foreign head office, you know, you can offset the loss in Japan branch and profit in the foreign head office. Well, that's very well, handy. You, are, you have the company overseas. Uh, so, you know, then you can save the tax, not in, J in Japan, but in your country. I see. And how about um, money transfers? Is it easier, harder? Uh, okay, yeah. The money transfer for the branch, you know, it's, it's a way easier compared to the, to the you know, transferring money from the Japanese subsidiary company to the, to the foreign company or foreign individual. Because if it's a branch, you know, transferring the money, well, between, uh, in the same companies, uh, very easy, just send the money, that, that's it. And, but, you know, if it's a subsidiary company, it's a separate entity from the foreign investor. So that means, you know, subsidiary company pay back, well, well in some days, a subsidiary company need to send the money it's earned in Japan to overseas. So there's a two way to send the money, transport the money from Japan to overseas, whether it's by dividend or by interest payment. And both, you know, way in both way, uh, it's sub, uh, interest and the dividend are subject to the withholding income tax in Japan. And uh, if you if your country have the tax treaty between the Japan. Well, you might be exempted from the withholding income tax or lower the withholding tax rate, but you need to submit some document uh, to, to the tax office before making the payment. And that, well, that will cost, will be additional costs probably for the you know, tax accountant. Right, and that's all, that's all included in your services as a tax and accounting company for foreigners? Uh, sure, sure, yes, yes. I provide the services for both you know, uh, companies and and also, you know, the problem is uh, in Japan, uh, and the, also the taxation for the branch is kind of complicated. It, it's very special areas uh, in the Japanese uh, tax law, so not, not so many tax accountants get used to it, but yeah, I can support that. Understood. Okay. That's great. That makes things very clear. Much easier to understand. Thank you. Now, last question for you. Um, one of the first things that people always inquire about when they want to kick off their uh, Japanese property investment portfolio is the possibility of finance from local banks or other lending institutions. Now, unfortunately, it seems as if there are very few options available for non-residents. Could you maybe explain a little bit, I know it's not your area of expertise, but a little bit about banks' lending criteria here in Japan and what people can do if, if they can even do anything to try and secure finance for their property purchase? Yeah, sure. Uh, actually, I received the same kind of the question from my client, from a potential client. Uh, they want to get the finance uh, from the Japanese banks because interest rate is low. Uh, but uh, in general, the Japanese banks... Uh, don't is is reluctant to offer the loan for for the non-resident uh, because uh, in case uh, investor can't pay back the loan, the, there's no way for the Japanese bank to chase you and collect the money. So usually, you know, they make a loan for the Japanese resident. Well, it can you can be a foreigner and with the longer terms of the visa such as married with, uh, with the Japanese people. And uh, 
But uh, if you are, you know, living in overseas, uh, not so many banks offer you a loan. And uh, usually, you know, when you、uh, before you getting a loan from the Japanese bank,、uh, there's an interview and face-to-face、uh, interview. So, and、uh, usually they speak in Japanese, and、uh, we need to, you know, explain them that、uh, your business will make enough profit、uh, to pay back the loan. That, but.、Uh, I think recently investment from the overseas are increasing, and I know some banks and non-bank. I mean, non-bank means that they are not、uh, getting a deposit.、Uh, I mean, they are not、uh, opening the bank account for anyone. They just,、uh, you know, make the loan.、Uh, you know, those、uh, well, some banks and non-bank financial institution offer you a loan,、uh, but they set the mortgage、uh, on, you know, on your properties. For example, like、uh, if your mortgage,、uh, if your you know value of the property is, well, let's say,、uh, let's see. Well, let's say if you want to you know、uh, purchase the properties with the five hundred, you know,、uh, US dollars in Japan, they can offer you probably you know. Well, fifty to sixty percent of the property values and the rest of the the money you have to pay by cash or those those kind of things. And criteria are very different、uh, for your for investors' financial、uh, situations. Yeah. Right. And,、uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So again, that makes it very very much clearer. Thank you. So. Generally speaking, you have to have a local long-term presence in Japan, whether as a resident、right. or as a company,、yes. right? Right. Basically, yeah.、Mm. Right. And、uh, you know, I want to talk about、uh, establishing whether you know having a corporation in Japan will help you financing in Japan. And actually, it, it will helps、uh, financing from the, the Japanese bank,、uh, Japanese bank, but.、Uh, You know, if you just uh, register uh, the, your company at the virtual office in Japan and nobody is actually working in Japan, the bank will not trust you.、Uh, mm-hmm. But you know, if you have like a physical office, uh, uh, establish a company in Japan and the physical they have a physical office in Japan and the people are working, it's a Japanese company. So, well, your bank may trust you. And、uh, also, you know, in general.、Uh, To get a loan in Japan, we need to submit、uh, the tax return and the financial statement for the fa-、uh, for the past three years, and、uh, we needed to show that、uh, we are making profit for the past、uh, what three three years.、Uh, otherwise, they, the bank will not give you a loan. Yeah. And we do that with our tax statements, right? Yeah, we do it、uh, the tax statement、uh, because that、uh, official document you submitted to the tax office. Okay, so you have to have a long-term residency of some sort and income tax payment history for a few years,、yeah. and if you're a company, you also have to employ local Japanese staff, right?、Uh, yeah, it, right, right. Or you you stay in Japan. Yeah. Oh, it helps anyway. I mean, like yeah, somebody well has to yeah. Have the the presence in Japan because you know if it's a virtual office you know suddenly they invest to you know go go back go away or go back to their country and I don't think the Japanese company can can chase、uh, investor to overseas and collect the money so.、Mm-hmm. Understood. Great. Well, th- thank you very much for your time, Sadasan. I'm I'm sure our listeners will find the information you've provided very helpful. 
And again, um, folks, we can't stress this enough. Unless you're just going to be buying a few cheap apartments, in which case you might be under the tax reporting threshold, uh, which is about three thousand six hundred US dollars net annually. If you're anywhere above that, the best way to maximize your profits and minimize your expenses is to take the time and the effort to consult with an accountant here in Japan. Now, obviously, we think Sadiwell Accounting is your best bet, but anyway, make sure you consult with someone and get your infrastructure business plan set up properly before you purchase your first property. Uh, this strategy is bound to save you a lot of money and also a lot of potential headaches in the future as your portfolio grows. Um, that's it from us today. You can find Sadai Susan's contact information in the show notes on the podcast webpage. Or if you'd like, simply contact us directly through our website on www.nippontradings.com. That's N-I-P-P-O-N, Nippon Tradings, all one word, .com. And we'll put you in touch with Sadai Susan and his office directly. And until next time, happy investing.